We are the Pop Grillers, and this is the show where we drop a spoiler-free review of anything from pop culture in less time than it takes to listen to a song. Ridley is a tinkerer. Why he'd want to meddle with perfection the level of Alien is anyone's guess. Much like the original trilogy, I only ever watched the theatrical version of this sci-fi horror and ignore the existence of the director's cut. Alien is a film so exceptional because of its dread-filled atmosphere. Therefore, the long tracking shots are essential rather than superfluous, as suggested by their trimming and inferior cut, as admitted by Scott himself. In fact, the longer, the better, to increase the sense of isolation and claustrophobia and terror that could exist around every corner. Of course, the film excels in many other areas too. It's a textbook example of how to provide your audience with shorthand character introductions. We learn everything we need to know about the seven strong crew of the Nostromo and their relationships with one another in just a few short scenes. This means, by the time Kane has been face-hugged, we know how every character is going to react and why they would react that way. Hashtag Ripley was right. Knowing Scott was a set designer in his career before graduating to a commercials and feature director, explains why all his films have such rich storytelling in the background. Alien is arguably the finest example of this and features some of the most striking set design ever recorded on celluloid. I imagine he had an exacting eye when inspecting the interiors of the industrial Nostromo rooms and corridors so that they told their own story as if the ship was a character in its own right. Of course, no review of Alien is complete without a celebration of the creature designs by H.R. Geiger and special effects by Carlo Rambaldi, Nick Adler, and the rest of the team. The organic and biomechanical nature of the facehugger and adult alien are iconic in their grotesqueness, whilst the inhuman performance by Ian Holm as the near-decapitated Ash is stomach-churning, whilst the infamous chestburster scene and the actor's reactions speak for themselves. The subtext of pregnancy fears and phallic imagery is visceral throughout too. The film plays with gender conventions as the alien is both female and male, but cares not a jot for such binary distinctions when it comes to killing its prey. Of course, Ripley became an icon, and Weaver too straddles the line between genders and androgyny as she displays both maternal and patriarchal characteristics throughout the film, even when stripped down to her skimpy tidy whities Every actor in this film is good. She's elevated. Jump scares have almost become a dirty word in horror, but when done well, as they are numerous times here, there's nothing more effective. They also work even after numerous watches. In my space, whenever I re-watch this, everyone can hear me scream as the titular alien jump scares Ripley during the film's climax. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, which must count in the dozens now, the timing of it always gets me. This is Jack. Survivor of the Jump Scare, signing off. Make sure you subscribe, because you never know when the Pop Grillers will strike next.